to the special presentation of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This morning, we celebrate the ordination of Deacon Peter Claver Casasa Kaviri to the priesthood for the Diocese of Columbus. The celebrant is Bishop Earl K. Fernandez. We now go live to St. Joseph Cathedral.
the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
us pray. Lord our God, who in governing your people make use of the ministry of priests, grant a persevering obedience to your will to this deacon of your church, whom you graciously choose today for the office of the priesthood, so that by his ministry and life he may gain glory for you in Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. From Miletus, Paul had the presbyters of the church at Ephesus summoned. When they came to him, he addressed them. Keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers in which you tend the church of God that he acquired with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come among you, and they will not spare the flock. And from your group, men will come forward, perverting the truth to draw the disciples away after them. So be vigilant and remember that for three years, night and day, I unceasingly admonished each of you with tears. And now I commend you to God and to that gracious word of his that can build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are consecrated. When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down and prayed with all of them. The word of the Lord.
to my Lord, sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. Yetusoma mubalu wa Paulo mtumeje ya wandi kila abeblania. Bulisawa kavona alonde wa mubantu na ateke wao okuweleza katonda kuruagwe. Awayo evirabo nevita mbilo elika tonda orevivivia we. Asobolo kukua tempola abavata manyi na abawaba. Kubanga na eye njini munafu mubintu vinji. Era orobu nafobo, ate kwa okuwayo evitambilo orevivivye, ngabuawayo orevivivya avantu avalala, tewali ainza kwe wa chitibwecho, okujako oyokatonda guwaise, ngaroni boyaitibwa. Bwati ne kristu teyewa yeka chitibwa chabwa saba kabona. Wabula chamuwe wakatonda ya mugambanti. Olimwana wange, orwalero nkuzade. Era awalala katonda agambanti. Gwe olikabona emirembe jona. 
Muluvura Melekzedeki Yezu Mubulamuwe Obokunsi Mudobozi Eriomwanguka Nemumaziga Yega Irida Erana Sabakatunda Eyalina Obuinza Okumuonya Okfa Era Yaudirwa Kubanga Yasanga Mukatunda Echtiwa Ne wankubadde nga yali mwana wa Katonda yayiga obuulize nga buyigira mwebyo byabonabonangamu bwe yamala okutuukirira nafuka ensulo yobulokozi obutagwaawo eri abo bonna abamugondera era Katonda namufula saba kabona Murubura Merekzedeki Evio Omukama Eviogira The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, o Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and prayed, saying, Holy Father, I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. 
They belong to you, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Let the one who is to be ordained a priest come forward. Peter Claver Kasasa Kaviri. Most Reverend Father. Holy Mother Church asks you to ordain this man, our brother, to the responsibility of the priesthood. Do you know him to be worthy? After inquiry among the Christian people and upon the recommendation of those concerned with his formation, I testify that he has been found worthy. Relying on the help of the Lord God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we choose this, our brother, for the order of the priesthood. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, God. to God. My dear friends in Christ, I am delighted to be with you in this Cathedral of St. Joseph, as today the whole Diocese of Columbus celebrates the ordination to the priesthood of Peter Claver. I greet Bishop Campbell here present with us, as well as Father Brian Kiley, the rector of the National Seminary of Pope St. John XXIII, and all those responsible for the religious and priestly formation of our brother. I especially wish to thank the ordinance friends and family members who have come from near and far and who brought him to this day on which he will be set apart to serve the Lord and the Church as priests. 
I greet my brother priests here present, as well as all those joining us by live streaming, not only here in the Columbus area, but also in Uganda. To one and all, we welcome you. This is also a special day for me as a bishop, as this is my first ordination of a priest in Columbus. Finally, we not only greet, but we thank Peter Claver for his self-offering to the Lord and the Church for priestly service. The ordination of priests is a great day in the life of our local church. Our ordinand begins a new phase in his vocational path, one which began in Uganda and is now continuing here. Each new step brings blessings and challenges, and little by little, the reality of what God has done begins to sink in. I recall with great emotion what it was like to be a bishop with his priests at my first Christmas. Then I said to myself, wait a minute, I'm the bishop. I have to bless the oils. But already, the thought of priestly ordination was in my mind at this particular day. I recall vividly Archbishop Schnur's words to me just less than a year ago when he poured the oil of chrism upon my head, saying, May God, who has made you a sharer in the high priesthood of Christ, himself pour out upon you the oil of mystical anointing and make you fruitful with an abundance of spiritual blessing. Today, we have the opportunity to share these spiritual blessings. It is in the Lord's vineyard in which this new priest will work and his priesthood in which he will share intimately. He will be ordained to serve alongside his brother priests, the Lord and his people, to offer sacrifice to God and to sanctify his people. Our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews mentions that every high priest is taken from among men and made their representative before God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. This idea of being set aside resonates with what happened with Aaron and his sons. Aaron did not take the honor of being high priest upon himself. It happened only when he was called by God. In his book, The Bible and the Priesthood, Father Anthony Mary Jambroni, reflecting on Leviticus 8, mentions how Aaron and his sons were set apart, just like sacred objects. They were consecrated to God, and they were even adorned in vestments with colors and patterns similar to that of the veil of the tabernacle. It was not only the altar, but also Aaron and his sons who were anointed with oil. They were holy to the Lord, almost like an extension of the sanctuary. They became a living locus for the presence of God. In Catholicism, the newly ordained is configured to Christ, the head of the body, which is the church, the one living temple. The ordained are set aside and consecrated for God's purpose. And at this ordination, after the laying on of hands and the prayer of consecration, the hands of Peter Claver will be anointed with the sacred chrism as these words are spoken. May the Lord Jesus Christ, whom the Father anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, guard and preserve you, that you may sanctify the Christian people and offer sacrifice to God. Priests are to bless, sanctify, and consecrate. 
This power of blessing is closely bound with that of offering sacrifice. In this holy sacrifice of the Mass, the hands of the priest touch the Lord's body. As the Eucharistic prayer says, he took bread in his sacred and venerable hands. He blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples. Through the offering of the sacrifice, the priest opens up the source of all blessing for the holy people of God. Priestly blessing, too, is a continuation of Christ's redemptive mission. It is Christ who, with his hands, touched and cleansed lepers, healed the sick, made the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the mute to speak. He blessed the little children with his hands, protecting them from harm. It is the Lord's will to continue to be present in the world in the person of the priest, and above all, in the Holy Eucharist, which he confects. The Lord has called this man, Peter Claver, who's, who took his name in honor of the saint who became the slave to the slaves, to continue his ministry of blessing and sanctification. How often this new priest will raise his consecrated hands in blessing. By the end of today, he might even need two holy deacons to hold up his hands to stay strong in the battle. Blessing with the sign of the cross is also meant, uh, also a means of furthering the kingdom of God. By the power of the sign of the cross by which Christ destroyed the curse of sin and broke Satan's power, priests bring consolation to the people of God who become aware of being protected by Christ's loving concern for them, Christ who gave himself up for us. Although not every priestly blessing works miracles in the same way or with the same efficacy of Christ's, Father Peter Claver will not be able to turn, unfortunately, water into wine, we should reflect on the stream of blessing that flows from the hands of priests, your hands, the hands of your brothers, the hands of those who preceded you in the sacred ministry and who helped you grow in faith, the hands of the priests interred in Auschwitz and Dachau, the hands of the priests who from earliest times to the present, who poured out their blood in witness, the hands of the priests who baptized and catechized the holy martyrs of Uganda. Peter Claver, although you are called to bless you are also a blessing to the Diocese of Columbus and to the whole church. How many times I've asked you, how are you? And you respond, I'm blessed, Bishop, I'm blessed. The time has come now to share the blessings. Every time you wash your hands, reflect on the power that God gives you this day, the power to forgive sins, the power to confect the Eucharist, the power to give life. You know your unworthiness to receive such a great gift. Yet he chooses and consecrates you for this purpose. Reflect also upon the power to bless, sanctify, and consecrate. Each time you walk into your church, gaze upon the altar, kiss the altar, or offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass. For the altar, too, was consecrated with the sacred chrism. The order of the dedication of a church and altar has these words. By the anointing with the chrism, the altar is made a symbol of Christ, who before all others is and is called the anointed one.
For the Father anointed him with the Holy Spirit and constituted him high priest, who on the altar of his body would offer the sacrifice of his life for the salvation of all. The bishop, prior to pouring the chrism on the altar and anointing the walls of the church, says, May the Lord, by his power, sanctify this house, which by our ministry we anoint, so that as visible signs they may express the mystery of Christ and the church. The church building is the house of God, a place of worship, a place where God dwells with his people, a visible sign that God is in the midst of his people. The author of the book of Revelation reminds his readers of the reward for their fidelity. He who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and my own new name. In this cathedral church made of living stones, God calls you to be a pillar in his temple. Sometimes we gaze at a building like the Parthenon and see the pillars still standing even when the roof is gone. What does a pillar do? Even just look at this cathedral, these pillars, this roof. What does a pillar do? It holds up the roof, creating a space where life can flourish, protected from the elements. It creates a space where people can gather, can encounter one another, feel safe and protected from the harshness of the environment. It creates a space where people can feel a sense of belonging and truly belong. I ask that you be a pillar of the church, creating the environment where faith, family, and life can flourish. The pillar must also bear the weight of the roof and hold many things in tension. I reflect on the many things that we must bear as priests. We must bear with the weak. When we find the lost or straying sheep, we must bear him back to the fold upon our shoulders. We bear the responsibility of those entrusted, getting those entrusted to our care, to heaven. We must patiently bear sufferings, just and unjust criticisms. We must bear with the person who decides to be our own personal Alexander the coppersmith. We must bear with the weight of failure in some of our endeavors. Then there is the additional weight to the physical, emotional, and spiritual toll of the ministry, including loneliness at times. We must also endure, and I can testify this to this, and you can testify to this, at times, the scourge of prejudice and racism. The possibility exists of being unfairly judged or prejudged because of the color of your skin because of your country of origin, or because of your accent. Do not let it get you down. You have brothers in the priesthood who will stand by you. You are the heir to that precious witness left by the Ugandan martyrs who knew that they were children of God and temples of the Holy Spirit, and who testified with their very bodies that it is better to obey God rather than men. Follow their example and be courageous in confronting the evils of racism and immorality. 
There is, it is true, much joy in the priesthood, but also suffering. The letter to the Hebrews reminds us that son though he was, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. My brother, we share all these things, but I exhort you, remain firm in the faith. With St. Paul, I commend you to God and to that gracious word of his that can build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are consecrated. Peter Claver, today you will be consecrated. You will be asked to make a commitment to be a pillar of strength and a true priest with the spirit of generosity. I trust that despite the burdens you must bear, the spirit of joy and commitment will continue to fill your heart. In our first reading, we heard Paul's farewell discourse to the presbyters of Ephesus at Miletus. Paul exhorted them to keep watch over each other and over the whole flock. Paul, Paul no longer lives for himself, but for others. His concern is for the mission that has been entrusted to him. His concern is for the gospel, that it would go forth. His concern is for the fledgling churches. Paul is interested really in just one thing, drawing more people into the truth and in protecting them from those who would pervert the truth and draw the disciples after them. I recall when I was a seminarian going to the old Mary Mance College in Toledo, in the library they were selling books, and I found St. Thomas Aquinas's De Veritate on the truth in three volumes, 50 cents a piece. And I thought to myself, well, that's the, that's the price of truth in the 90s, so I gobbled up the books quickly. But because I had in my mind also that famous commercial which said their true value, the value of the truth is priceless. You must be a defender of the truth. For the truth is not an abstract idea, but is the person of Jesus Christ. And today you will make priestly promises to discharge unfailingly the office of the priesthood, to carry out the ministry of the word worthily and wisely, to celebrate the mysteries of Christ reverently and faithfully, to implore the mercy of God for the people, and to be united more closely each day to Christ the High Priest. I urge you to make these promises not only willingly, but joyfully. Commit yourself to being a priest of God and a pillar of truth. In the book of Revelation, the pillar is inscribed with three names, the name of God, the name of the New Jerusalem, and the new name of the one who walks among the seven lampstands. One is incorporated inasmuch as the person is wholly claimed by God. As a priest, you are claimed by God. You become his. But this should not give you a sense of entitlement. Rather, you are given a vicarious commission to stand in the place of Christ the head, to be his agent, to be more conformed to him daily. In the gospel, Jesus reminds the apostles that they belong to him and his Father. The world will hate you because it hated him before you. Before you. Yet nevertheless, Jesus prays, 
for the consecration of his apostles. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. I consecrate myself for them so that they may be consecrated in truth. And it is the truth that sets us free. If we are to be the firm pillar that Christ calls us to be, then we too must be inscribed with his name, consecrated in the truth, consecrated for his purposes and designs rather than for our own. His plan is that all people might be drawn into the merciful embrace of his Father. To be conformed to Christ means to be conformed to his cross, with which we bless and are blessed. It is a sign which we must have ever before our eyes and heart. It is in this sign, as was revealed to the Emperor Constantine, it is in this sign that you will conquer. It is the sacrifice of the cross that we offer at each Mass, and unless we carry our cross daily, bear our cross willingly, we cannot even be his disciples. In asking you to be a pillar that bears so many things, I place before you the words of St. Paul. Love bears all things, love hopes all things, love endures all things. Finally, I remind you that you have brothers in the priesthood with whom you will work so that you never need to bear the weight of the office alone. Each priest bearing his load, each helping another, each keeping his place in this mystical communion and sacred brotherhood, a place assigned by Christ, our High Priest. My brother, on this your ordination day, with all your family members and friends, I wish you peace and joy. We are all proud of you, and we are confident that you will be a firm and sturdy pillar, a defender of Christ and the Church, a preacher of the truth, and a witness to that love which never fails. Yes, you are a priest forever. Dear son, before you proceed to the order of the priesthood, you must declare before the people your resolve to undertake this office. Do you resolve to discharge unfailingly, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the office of the priesthood in the presbyteral rank as a trustworthy co-worker with the order of bishops in feeding the Lord's flock? Do you resolve to carry out the ministry of the word worthily and wisely in the preaching of the gospel and teaching of the Catholic faith? I do. Do you resolve to celebrate the mysteries of Christ reverently and faithfully according to the tradition of the church, especially in the sacrifice of the Eucharist and the sacrament of reconciliation, 
for the praise of God and the sanctification of the Christian people. Do you resolve to implore with us the mercy of God for the people entrusted to you, with zeal for the commandment to pray without ceasing? I do. Do you resolve to be united more closely each day to Christ the High Priest, who offered himself for us to the Father as a pure sacrifice, and with him to consecrate yourself to God for the salvation of all? Do you promise respect and obedience to me and my successors? I do. May God, who has begun the good work in you, bring it to fulfillment. Please rise. Let us pray, dearly beloved, to God the Almighty Father, that he pour forth heavenly gifts in abundance on this his servant, whom he has chosen for the office of the priesthood.
Matthias Molumba. and confessors. Oh, 
Pope and all the ordained in faithful service to your church. Sanctify this chosen man. Lord, we ask you to hear our prayer. Bless, sanctify, and consecrate this chosen man. Lord, we ask you to hear our prayer. Bring all peoples together in peace and true harmony. Lord, we ask you. and keep us in your holy service. Lord, we ask you to Jesus, Son of the living God, Lord, we ask you Christ, hear us. Hear us, we pray, O Lord our God, and pour out upon this your servant the blessing of the Holy Spirit and the power of priestly grace, that you may surround with your rich and unfailing gifts the one whom we present to your fatherly care for consecration, through Christ our Lord.
Draw near, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, author of human dignity and bestower of all graces, through whom all things progress, through whom everything is made firm, who by the power of the Holy Spirit, in order to form a priestly people, establish among them ministers of Christ your Son in various orders. Already in the earliest, earlier covenant, there arose offices instituted by mystical rites, so that when you had set Moses and Aaron over your people to govern and sanctify them, you chose men next in order and dignity to join them and assist them in their work. Thus, in the desert, you instilled the spirit of Moses in the minds of 70 wise men. With them as helpers, he more easily governed your people. So too, over the sons of Aaron, you poured an abundant share of their father's fullness, that the number of priests prescribed by the law might be sufficient for the sacrifices of the tabernacle, which were a shadow of the good things to come. But in these last days, Holy Father, you sent your Son into the world, Jesus, the Apostle and High Priest of our confession. Through the Holy Spirit, he offered himself unblemished to you and made his apostles who were consecrated in the truth, sharers in his mission. To them you added companions to proclaim and carry out the work of salvation through all the world. Now we pray, O Lord, provide also for our weakness this helper whom we need for the exercise of the apostolic priesthood. Grant, we pray, Almighty Father, to this your servant the dignity of the priesthood. Renew deep within him the spirit of holiness. May he hold the office second in order, received from you, O God, and by the example of his manner of life, may he inspire right conduct. May he be a trustworthy co-worker with our order, so that by his preaching and through the grace of the Holy Spirit, the words of the gospel may bear fruit in human hearts and reach even to the ends of the earth. Together with us, may he be a faithful steward of your mysteries, so that your people may be renewed through the cleansing waters of rebirth and refreshed from your altar, so that sinners may be reconciled and the sick raised up. May he be joined to us, Lord, in imploring your mercy for the people entrusted to him and for the whole world. Thus, may the full number of the nations gathered together in Christ become your one people, brought to perfection in your kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Yeah. 
May the Lord Jesus Christ, whom the Father anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, guard and preserve you, that you may sanctify the Christian people and offer sacrifice to God. of the holy people to be offered to God. Understand what you will do. Imitate what you will celebrate. And conform your life to the mystery of the Lord's cross. Peace be with you.
pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O God, who have willed that your priests should minister at the holy altar and serve your people, grant by the power of this sacrifice, we pray, that the labors of your servants may constantly please you, and in your church bear fruit which lasts forever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you made your only begotten Son, High Priest of the new and eternal covenant, and by your wondrous design were pleased to decree that his one priesthood should continue in the church. For Christ not only adorns with the royal priesthood the people he has made his own, but with a brother's kindness he also chooses men to become sharers in his sacred ministry. Through the laying on of hands, they are to renew in his name the sacrifice of human redemption, to set before your children the Paschal banquet, to lead your holy people in charity, to nourish them with the word, and strengthen them with the sacraments. As they give up their lives for you and for the salvation of their brothers and sisters, they strive to be conformed to the image of Christ himself and offer you a constant witness of faith and love. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim.
Hear, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant, Francis, our Pope. Me, your unworthy servant, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you for themselves and all who are dear to them for the redemption of their souls in hope of health and well-being and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmos and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family, which we make to you also for this your servant, whom you have been pleased to raise to the order of priesthood. And in your mercy, keep safe your gifts in him, so that what he has received by divine commission, he may fulfill by divine assistance, through Christ our Lord, amen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
The mystery of Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the Blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and a chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the Just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest, Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask, O Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us, who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son, may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing through Christ our Lord. Amen. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with a sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and hold who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace, through Christ our Lord. Amen. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord. Through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord, you sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, 
Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant your peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. May the divine sacrifice we have offered and received, O Lord, give new life to your priests and to all your servants, that united to you in unfailing love, they may receive the grace of giving worthy service to your majesty. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Following the Mass of ordination, we, the priest will process out. Approximately 10 minutes later, there'll be first blessings. First, however, uh, Bishop Kim, our Bishop uh, Fernandez will uh, be in a picture with um, uh, Father uh, Peter Claver, and then another picture with the priest, and another picture with family. Um, those three things first, uh, and then he'll uh, be able to do first blessings. Um, if you wish, please remain in your pews until that time of your first blessing, or uh, you may also uh, depart at your leisure. Thank you. There will, of course, be a first blessing uh, here in the church, and so I invite our newest priest, uh, Father Peter Claver, uh, to uh, give me his blessing. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is also now, before he goes away, uh, my privilege to announce to Father Peter Claver, as well as to the people of God in the Diocese of Columbus, uh, his newest appointment, his first appointment really as priest, is as parochial vicar of St. Matthew Church in Gahanna. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May God, who founded the church and guides her still, protect you constantly with his grace, that you may faithfully discharge the duties of the priesthood. Amen. May he make you a servant and witness in the world to divine charity and truth, and a faithful minister of reconciliation. Amen. And may make you a true shepherd to provide the living bread and word of life to the faithful, that they may continue to grow in the unity of the body of Christ. And may Almighty God bless all of you who are gathered here, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.